0: WWE mentality. Woo! Finally, The Rock has come back! Well, let me tell you something, brother. I'm not finished with you! And that's the bottom line. What? Cause Stone Cold Sensor! What? Stone Cold Steve Austin, man, you gotta love him. And, you know, I had a little bit of the woo in there from uh, the queen, Charlotte Flair. But, hey, welcome back to WWE Mentality. I'm your host, JR. Justin's gone again. Man, I can never keep up with that guy. He's like a ghost. But really not a good. I mean, I see him. I talk to him. But I feel like he's like a spirit just with me all the time. Yeah, I'm being nice, Justin, if you're listening. And everybody else listening, too. Just know that Justin is around. He does all the editing. He's the executive producer for WWE Mentality. And honestly, I can't thank him enough because if he wasn't going to do it, then I'd have to do it. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be sitting in this nice studio here at East Carolina Radio doing the podcast that all of you love. And talking about loving the podcast and everything that has to do with WWE regarding this podcast... WW Mentality now has its official email. Yes, it took me seven months to do a simple minute and a half thing. I get it, I know. But WW Mentality has an email now. And guess what it is? It's WWE Mentality at gmail.com. It's easy to remember. For all you guys and gals out there that can't remember anything, if you're listening to WW Mentality, just know. All you have to do is add at gmail.com to it. And that's what exactly what I want you to do when you're listening to it right now is email me about the show. What did you think about the show? Is there anything that I can do better? Is there any questions that you want answered or any opin- any opinions you may have on my opinions that you're listening to the last couple shows? Email me, at gmail.com. Well, we're going to go over SmackDown and, of course, Raw. We're also going to hit on a little bit of the Super Showdown happening Thursday February 27th from the International Arena at the Boulevard in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. I got a I got a couple things on there. I got a lot of uh, I got some of the matches on there, some of the rumored matches as well. And then of course some news you may not have heard of but uh duh, now you have. So if you're listening please email me at wwe at gmail.com. All right, starting off SmackDown Live happening February 8th. At the SAP Center in San Jose, Jose, San—did I say that the right the first time? I kind of feel like I messed up. But anyway, San Jose, California. Just a little side note, little fun fact—that's Bailey's hometown. So of course, you're gonna have Bailey in SmackDown, right? The SmackDown Women's Champion. Everybody loves Bailey, right? No, wrong. I'll get to Bailey in a few minutes. But I want to start off with Miz and John Morrison on the dirt sheet. The rejuvenated dirt sheet that John Morrison and Mike the Mizanian, Mizanian? Is that how you say his last name? But anyway, we call him the Miz at WWE. Why I went off track there, I don't know. But the Miz and John Morrison rejuvenating the dirt sheet. After years of anticipation, the Miz and John Morrison. John Morrison's infamous show, The Dirt Sheep, finally returned, only to be interrupted by the Usos. The darn Usos, part of the bloodline. And the New Day as well. Uh, Miz and Morrison creating a parody of the Oscars. And if anybody saw the Oscars, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, they created a parody of the Oscars where they were poking fun at the award-winning movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I saw and didn't finish it honestly and uh, just a side note um, quentin tarantino brad pitt leonardo margaret margaret Roby. just one of them movies i mean if you if you love that type of movie then you'll watch it but for me it just didn't do it anyway how dare the usos interrupt the dirt sheet the rejuvenated dirt sheet you haven't seen it in years and they just think they can come out as well as the New Day? Come on, guys. You gotta be better than that. Nah, I'm just kidding. I love the Usos. And I somewhat love the New Day. But it's just different with uh, Xavier out. Because he was definitely the main talker. Uh, definitely the guy on the mic the more. Um, or the most. And they... Do I agree with Dash and Dawson that they're going to leave WWE because of the tag team talent? Somewhat, I do. I do agree with that. To another point, I'm saying, you know, get over it. You're grown-ass adults, right? I mean, grow up. make Make the division better. But, yeah, I agree with them for... In a, in a sense. Tag Team Division does need to get better on SmackDown. Needs to get better on both shows, Raw and SmackDown. Hell, even the NXT. Tag, is it where they want to be? Probably not. But do you think for a second that the Usos and New Day don't know that? You don't think they want to go out there and have tremendous matches? And the Usos and New Day can definitely do that. They can go out there and have those matches. But yeah, I love the team of Mike, the the Mike, I love the team of The Miz and John Morrison. I think they're going to be your next SmackDown Tag Team Champions. They had a whole different uh, twist to the tag team division. So I like that. I like that idea. Following the interruption, The Usos defeated Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Usos claimed yet another victory by taking down Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode after defeating them as part of last week's six-man tag team match. Ziggler and Roode did their best to fight fend off Uh, I I typed find I don't know why but it's fiend off I guess or fend off either one they did their best to uh, distract the Usos and 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 get the victory but honestly the Usos are just too good everybody and if you don't know that now you have the Usos are great I'm glad they're back Jimmy blocked a glorious DDT and kicked out of the zigzag. and The Usos scored yet another 1 2 3 with a double super kick to add on to the double super kick. They added two big splashes onto that. So, Usos are back. I love it. Uh, I'm enjoying it. And I'm going to go and reckon and say it. They're the best tag team. They are. I like the Viking Raiders. Don't get me wrong, they're my team. I enjoy watching them as well. But I would, 98% of the time, choose the Usos over the Viking Raiders. Um, so yeah, I mean, the Usos are going, they're, they're staying there. They're staying on that level where they need to be. Elias defeated Cesaro, no surprise there. Elias is kind of getting that weird push that uh, I was talking about a week or so ago with, um, what was his name now? I can't remember his name. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre was getting that silent push that you know we kind of saw, but you he know, didn't really take anything of it. And now I feel like Elias, who's a great talent out of the ring. I don't think he's so much good in the ring, but he's a great talent out of the ring, obviously, with his music abilities and creating uh, magic on the mic. I just kind of feel like Elias is going to get there at some point. It's going to take him a lot of time, because his in-ring ability is not great, right? But putting him against people like Cesaro is going to make him better. Cesaro is a very good uh, person to bring the talent out of people. Um, But anyway, before the match, Elias was obviously going to play a song. Um, Elias was interrupted by Sami Zayn and Cesaro. Zayn promising that the Swiss Cyborg was going to silence Elias for disrupting their protest after Nakamura lost the Intercontinental title last week to Braun Strowman and ensure that no one listens to his music ever again. Um, Match started off great. Cesaro landing a series of rapid-fire strikes to Elias, but Elias, like I said, he's getting better. He withstood the beating uh, that Cesaro sent, and Cesaro went to the canvas. Elias went to the top rope. Jumped to the San Jose skies. Everything was good. Everything seemed pretty. And Elias dropped the Macho Man, his uh, quote-unquote not father, I know, but he looks like Macho Man. Uh, sends his best uh, interpretation of Macho Man Randy Savage and hits Cesaro with a flying elbow off the top rope. So, again, Elias is up there. He's He's going to get there, like I said. It's going to take some time, but he's going to get there. Roman Reigns attacked King Corbin after Corbin, humiliated a WWE fan by pouring a drink on a WWE fan. Obviously, or honestly, I that guy was staged, right? That guy had to be there. Uh, he, he had to be some backstage guy, right? He It was staged. I don't see a WWE superstar doing that anymore in this kind of era. And tell me if I'm wrong, email me at wwmentality at If you think that as well, let me know. But I think the whole thing was staged, obviously. And I'm tired of seeing this matchup. I told you last week, I'm tired of seeing the same matchup for a month straight. And I've watched WWE long enough to know that storylines can go for a while. I mean, take for instance, Lana, Lashley, and Rusev. That storyline went for months. But story, depending on what you want to do. Okay, and, and rumors are there. Rumors are out there that Roman Reigns is going to win the Elimination Chamber match, go on to WrestleMania, and, and win the title from whoever. And we'll talk about more about that in a little bit. But I don't want to see Reigns and I don't want to see Corbin go against each other. Honestly, I thought Goldberg was going to pick Corbin for him to face at Saudi Arabia on February twenty seventh. That's who I thought. I would have loved that match. They would have both benefited from that match The people in Jihad uh, In Saudi Arabia would have loved it They would have benefited from it The people watching on the network Here in the States would have benefited from it So I did not see Goldberg picking the fiend And we'll talk about that in a second But I didn't see that I did not anticipate that So Corbin, Reigns I hope this is the last one And, again, we'll talk more about Saudi Arabia here in a couple minutes, but I hope this is the last installment. Get over it. Storyline's done. You've done all you could do with that storyline. Again, I was talking about Goldberg. Goldberg eyed the Universal title and called out The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Uh, With a sit-down interview from his home, Goldberg said in his statement that his Universal title reign was all but too short, hinting that he wanted to take on The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Wyatt then popped up on the screen for a special Firefly Funhouse news update, which, again, he's just adding another dynamic to his character, and I love it. In the special news bulletin, the Inner Fiend accepted Goldberg's match at Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia two weeks from Sunday, or two weeks from Thursday, today, two weeks from today. Uh, side note, I absolutely love, again, Bray Wyatt in the way that he has single-handedly Changed character building in WWE or wrestling in general. Uh, he, he, I'm gonna go ahead and say he's the master of character building, he has to be. You can, uh, in my immediate thought process, you can't name anybody better in character. How to change it, and with this whole news update, like I know the Street Profits tried to do that a couple weeks ago, but Bray killed it, man, killed it. And I loved it. Again, just another thing that Bray can do to make his character better. Daniel Bryan defeated Heath Slater. Daniel Bryan defeated poor Heath Slater. With a... With what seemed like a heel turn. That match seemed like a heel turn for Bryan. Or Daniel. Um, it was more of a beating than it was a match. You know, with the stomps to the head... You know, grabbing his two, grabbing his two arms and just stomping his head. That's a heel move, man. You cannot convince me otherwise. That is a heel move all the way. Are we gonna see another heel Daniel Bryan right now? I don't think so. But, it just seemed like a heel beating instead of a face match. Shinsuke Nakamura sent a message to new Intercontinental Champion Braun Strowman. Uh, Streelman arrived for an interview in the ring with Renee Young to celebrate his first ever singles title victory. Man, that is just so weird to say, first ever. As long as that dude's been there, like five years, and we knew he had talent right when he walked in, when he was with Bray Wyatt, and, and when he changed his look around, when he got out of the Wyatt family, we thought that was gonna, you know, him and Brock Lesnar were gonna meet up, and that would have been a colossal of a match. I would have loved to see that one. But anyway, um, the Shinsuke Nakamura distracting Braun Strowman just for the revival to come in uh, and attack Strowman from behind. Nakamura and Zayn immediately joined the ambush as well. Do I think the revival is going to join Nakamura, Sami Zayn, and Cesaro to create this weird, awkward? faction WWE no I think they're just filling the void for the revival I think WWE is just sick and tired of them bitching and whining and complaining sorry for my language but I think they're just tired of them and they want to put them in something in a story if it was me I'd tell them to get the hell out if you're going to bitch and whine get the hell out if you don't like your job you're going to pass up $500,000 a year and and that might not be a lot for them but They're not When they were with the Usos Like when they were tag teaming with the Usos And going with their little feud with the Usos The whole shaving the back thing And, and whatever And Icy Hot this and Icy Hot that That was comedic, that was pretty funny But again, like I talked with Becky Lynch It's inconsistent The Revival's inconsistent Their counterparts Make them better The Usos Made the Revival better Oscar made Becky Lynch better Sasha made Becky Lynch better can't tell me otherwise and if you disagree with me email me Wwmentity at gmail.com but you can't sit here and tell me that the revival is one of the greatest tag teams on the planet are they synced together and are they do, do they do good yeah? But they're not great. They're not Uso great. They're not New Day great. They're not Viking Raiders great. They're probably top 10, at least. So, I mean, yeah, I, just filling the void is what I feel like is doing. Seamus defeated Apollo Crews, only to be joined by Shorty G at the end of the match. I said last week that, this, that seeing these superstars, and just like I talked about with Roman Reigns and King Corbin, Seeing these superstars go against each other over and over and over again is stale. It's stale TV. Um, Get rid of Shorty G and Sheamus. Not get rid of them out of WWE, but in that storyline as well. I think it's gone. It's it's stretched too much. Um, I love that Apollo Crews got a shot. And that doesn't mean anything when you continue with the same freaking storyline. Yeah, it was a great match. He got put up against an elite superstar of Sheamus, against Sheamus. But as soon as the match into Shorty G came out, in these long feuds, unless you're benefiting like the New Day and Usos in great matches every single night on every Friday or every Monday, then stay with it. But King Corbin not have a good match against Roman Reigns all the time. Shorty G and Shamus do not have great matches all the time. Build these other superstars like Apollo Crews, like Alistair Black, like Cedric Alexander, who we'll talk about in, uh, in the Raw segment. Carmella defeated Dana Brooke, Naomi, and Alexa Bliss to earn a future SmackDown Women's Championship opportunity. This is said to be held in Riyadh. This match, Carmella versus Bailey, it's said to be there. I don't know for sure, but that's just the rumor. But congratulations to them, if so. Because as I've said in November or October when we had the last Saudi Arabia event, that Lacey Evans and Natalia, congratulations to them all the way. They deserved it. And. It was very emotional, I think, for everybody watching, for every WWE fan or in any wrestling fan around the world, to be honest with you, in my opinion. But this match, Carmella and Bailey, is set to be for the women's SmackDown Women's Champion in Saudi Arabia. Although that is the case, or may be the case, I don't really understand this decision to put Carmella over, though. When just last week, I felt like Naomi did a perfect job selling the possible match between her and Bailey. Just kind of confused of what WWE is trying to do with Carmella. I mean uh, I don't know. I just I thought Carmella was going to I thought Naomi was going to get that chance. But again, you do have Elimination Chamber coming up in on March 8th. So Car- uh, Naomi could get a chance there. Um and and If you're a WWE fan, you know that anything is possible at any time. So expect the unexpected with WWE. I'm trying not to be so upset that Carmella won over Naomi. But I know Alexa Bliss wasn't going to get it. And I know Dana Brooke damn sure weren't going to get it. She's got like... Justin's a big fan of Dana Brooke. And I'm not saying she's trash. But... She's like Elias you know not so I wouldn't even say like Elias I mean, that's a bad comparison you know um I don't know it's kind of hard to explain Dana Brooke honestly and, and now she's throwing the power bomb in there which is vintage Batista where did you steal that move from Dana Brooke? hmm I wonder just like Daniel Bryan stealing or The Miz stealing Daniel Bryan's yes kicks isn't entertaining for like a heel to do it yeah we don't know what Dana Brooke is She's nor heel nor face. She's just there. And she doesn't have a good win loss record. She has a great loss record, just not a good win record. But anyway, that wrapped up SmackDown. We have Carmella versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship, possibly at Rihad, Saudi Arabia on Thursday, February 27th. Jumping over to Raw, which was held at the Toyota Arena in Ontario, Canada. Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe and the Viking Raiders once again teamed up and confronted Raw Tag Team Champion Seth Rollins and now, shorter name, Murphy and AOP. Why they changed his name from Buddy Murphy to just Murphy, I do not know. Um, WWE likes to do that. They did it with the Viking Raiders. They changed their name like three times before something actually kind of stuck. But I have a feeling that they're going to change Murphy back to Buddy Murphy. It just sounds better. Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch defeated Asuka, only to have Shayna Baszler attacking Becky after the match. Um, not digging the storyline between Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch at this time. I think WWE should have waited for uh, waited a little bit close to WrestleMania because I think we all read the news, right? Uh, that this Becky's. Shayna was supposed to be Becky's WrestleMania match. Um. I still think and I still believe and I still want it to happen that if you're going to call yourself the man, you should go against the man. The man being Stephanie McMahon, uh, the most powerful woman on the planet uh, by far. It's very arguably, um, but in my opinion, Stephanie McMahon, the most powerful woman on the planet. Um, that match would, would sell so so many tickets. Call yourself the man. Go against the man Go against Stephanie McMahon Why not She owns the business You feel like you can make more money than Vince McMahon Come on If that ain't a setup For a future match like that Like I'm explaining right now Which should happen this year in Tampa Two months from now Then It needs to be next year And where is it going to be held next year Where's Wrestlemania going to be held next year guys uh, Well I'll tell you here in a couple minutes Becky Lynch, you need to go against Stephanie McMahon. Or next year, you could have, and I'm not really digging it, but it just came to mind. You can have Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. Put both their careers on the line. Have have Triple H go out against Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, arguably the best talent on the roster, right? Good on the mic, good in the ring. He's good. He's one of the best. Becky Lynch. She's up there. I have to give credit where credit's due. Do I like her matches? Do I think she's inconsistent? Very much so. But at the same time, you wanna see good matches, you wanna see good stories, and I think Stephanie McMahon versus Becky Lynch should happen this year. If Becky's going to stay on the high that she's at right now. That or have Ronda Rousey come back and beat the hell out of her. Uh, I mean... Am I wrong? Could be. Street Profits defeated Mojo Riley and Riddick Moss. Uh, Moss defeated Raleigh to become the new 24-7 champion. Like I said earlier, I thought the Street Profits were on a roll. Uh, seems like WWE took them off physically competing. I, I know they physically competed in this match, but uh, took them off physically competing. You know they had the news alert segment, which was okay, but thought thought they were a, a little bit on a, on a roll there. And listeners, you know, email me at WWE Mentality at gmail.com to let me know what you think about this. But Street Profits is a good team. That's a good. It's a good step in the right direction, like the Revival were saying, that you want to have better tag teams. Well, they're a good tag team. They're they're fresh faces. You know, they, they came up from NXT a couple couple months ago, but haven't done anything, really. I mean, had their feud and was in a title picture, but kind of got taken off, like I just said. They, they kind of fell off or got taken off, quote-unquote, but... I feel like they have a lot of charisma and could be something good uh, in WWE on the in the tag team division. Drew McIntyre threw down with MVP on the MV, on the VIP lounge. I'm sorry, I stuttered there. I love the fact MVP is back. Personally, I think he should manage the Street Profits, like I was just talking about, or possibly a talent like uh, like the next guy I'm about to talk to, talk about, Cedric Alexander. I think MVP could be a great manager. He's good on the mic. he's forceful on the mic. he's uh, he's intelligent. kind of I'm not relating him at all to Paul Heyman, but uh, he's like Paul Heyman, you know he can be insultive, but street smart at the same time. And I think Cedric Alexander would benefit from that and they would both grow. Uh, Angel Garza defeated Cedric Alexander who I just spoke about. Here's what I want to happen. When Andrade returns, this team should go after the tag team titles. Andrade should drop the U.S. title and Garza and Andrade need to go after the tag team titles. I think that would be a hell of a tag team. It would bring a whole bigger light to the tag team division. They're, they're high flyers. They're entertaining to watch as much as I hate the fact that Andrade is, is engaged to my woman Charlotte Flair. I can't disrespect his in-ring talent or his, his in-ring ability cuz I think it's great. So this should definitely be a tag team. Andrade and Garza be the next raw tag team champions and I would I would enjoy that. I would I'd be okay with that. NXT Women's Champion Rhea Ripley defeated Sarah Logan. Rhea Ripley once showing up again uh to demand an answer out of the, you know, Charlotte Flair who I was just talking about uh, but Charlotte being the best on the mic and the best to play mind games in the women's division simply told Rhea why say yes when after this week's takeover, NXT takeover we won't even know if you'll be champion what a great thing to say what a heel thing to say what a I don't want to say that <laughs> Uh what a mind-boggling thing to say and just have Rhea on her toes. I, mean, I was speaking to a friend of mine. I would almost have Charlotte go into WrestleMania then choose who she wants to face. Just keep playing mind games with Rhea because here's what I see. I see Charlotte benefiting from the feud with Rhea and I obviously I see Rhea benefiting going after charlotte charlotte has a, a big crowd a big following Rhea has a big following as well not as big as charlotte i don't think but she has the overseas following as well i think they benefit both both from this and if they can keep this going for the for the next month and a half up until wrestlemania kind of like what braun Sherman did you know ta- kept the tag team titles or you know, kept his tag team partner secret and then chose a 12 year old kid uh at WrestleMania, I think this is what they should do with this. I think teasing this match would add a whole different, quote unquote, no pun intended flair to this story. Have them go all the way to WrestleMania, Rhea come out, just say, I'm done with this. I want to know your answer. Charlotte attacks her from the back, pins her, gets the NXT Women's Tam- Championship. That's just quick off the brain. I don't think that's going to happen. I haven't really sat down and thought about it other than the fact that they should take this up to Wrestlemania to have anything else happen. Um, Ricochet defeated Bobby Lashley. Ricochet's got by far the biggest match of his life coming up in just a few weeks. Going against Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia. Randy Orton attacking Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy got a concerto. Right? If you know anything about old... Uh, Randy Orton and Edge and Christian Edge and Christian kind of made it up the concerto right so Randy Orton doing that to Matt Hardy an interesting storyline that I feel like the fans would enjoy I will tell you later on but email me after you hear this at www.mentality.gmail.com and let me know if you agree on this but I'll tell you in a minute with an interesting storyline I think they should play off this Alistair Black defeated Akira Tazawa. Uh And last but, la- last but not least, Raw tag team champions Seth Rollins and Murphy and AOP defeated Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and the Viking Raiders. Obviously, the rumor I read was wrong. Samoa Joe failing the wellness policy, being out for 30 days. That was wrong. He was out for a week. He had a concussion. Sorry for the misinformation. That's just what I read. Thank you, internet, for ruining it once again for everybody. But... Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens need to be in the singles competition. They're better that way. Are they a good tag team? They're a decent tag team? Yeah, sure. They're kind of like, uh, no, they're not kind of like that. I was going to say uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet. Aleister Black and Ricochet are m- much better high-flying, much better entertaining to watch. Kevin Owens is a lot better talker, a lot better wrestler, and singles competition. Samoa Joe is the same way. Singles competition all the way. Better talker, better wrestler in singles competition. So, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with this. I kind of feel like Kevin Owens is a better heel, but then again, I, I think <laughs> Samoa Joe is a better heel. One of the, one, one of these times, those two are going to turn on each other, and I can't pick. I can't pick because I like them both. I, you know, maybe they might turn on each other at the same time. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, that pretty much wraps up Raw. I want to thank RedCircle.com, our hosting site for this lovely podcast today. I want to thank East Carolina Radio for allowing me to come in and do WWE Mentality podcast today. Uh, We are located here in Nags Head, North Carolina, right beside or right behind the OBX Sports Plex. It's the gym that everybody uses, it seems like. And uh, I'm sitting here in this comfy studio, in this comfy chair, uh, talking into this comfy mic. So, yes, thank you, um, East Carolina Radio, for allowing me to do it here today. WWE Mentality, again, has now its own email, Mentality at gmail.com. Feel free to email me or email the show anytime, time, any place, anywhere. And uh, let's talk WWE. You know, uh, if it's something interesting, I can bring up next week on, on the show. And hopefully we'll have Justin here next week on the show. And we'll, we'll continue to talk WWE. We'll go into more Super Showdown, which will be a week after next week. So, yeah, email the show, WWE Mentality at gmail.com. Talking about Super Showdown now Universal Champion The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Goldberg. Again, I did not see Goldberg picking The Fiend. I love the segment they had. But what's to come of this? Like, Saudi Arabia is big on Goldberg. That has been the known fact for a while now. They're obviously big on The Fiend too. The Fiend actually going back to where he won the Universal Championship from Seth Rollins. Do I think The Fiend loses the title? No, but there's a lot of things that can be played off this. I don't necessarily agree if Goldberg wins, uh, he gets the Universal title, then he goes on to the Elimination Chamber maybe. I, I much rather see, and we'll talk about Elimination Chamber here in a second, but I'd much rather see a whole different story to if Goldberg wins. I don't think he will, but if he does, it'd be interesting to see who they put against him. Would they put Roman Reigns against him? I don't really want to see that. I don't think anybody wants to see that. I don't think anybody really wants to see Goldberg win the Universal title against The Fiend. The Fiend is way too hot. He's going to continue to be hot. He keeps building his character, like I said a couple of minutes ago. He's the best character builder in WWE, possibly wrestling in general around the world. He's not going to lose this match. WWE Champion Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. For the WWE Champion, Ricochet, I'm sorry. The fight of your life, you're not going to win. I think it's going to be longer than what everybody expects. He's going to put up a good fight. Brock Lesnar wins no matter what. SmackDown so Matt Tag Team Champion The New Day versus John Morrison and The Miz. I think John Morrison and The Miz win this. I think it's their time. I think they are a little bit on a hot streak um, as heels. And just to give the New Day a little bit of a break. I mean, they've been going a couple years strong. So I think John Morrison and The Miz walk out of Saudi Arabia with uh, tag team champions. King Corbin versus Roman Reigns in a steel cage match. That is rumored. I don't know for sure. That is just a rumored match. I told you I was going to give you some rumored matches. That is one of them. Again... If you're not going to end the feud, the feud on SmackDown ended in Saudi Arabia. Roman Reigns is kind of hot over there, right? So end it there. Steel cage match. No one can interrupt unless they climb the fence, or climb the cage, or you know beat up the referee and get inside the cage itself. I fully expect that to happen. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. I, I fully expect them to come out there and and stick their noses in this match. But we'll we'll see. Uh, something new this year, the To Wake Trophy Gauntlet Match. If I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm sorry. But the contestants are Rusev versus R Truth versus AJ Styles versus Andrade versus Eric Roman versus Bobby Lashley. I think it's time to put Bobby Lashley over. I think it's time to get him out of the shadows of that god awful storyline and and put him where he needs to be. If not, I can see him giving it to R-Truth just to say, you know what, you deserve it. Gauntlet Match, you win. Okay, you win the trophy. I can see him doing that as well. Uh, R-Truth coming out with a a series, a, a docu-series, or uh, a little bit like a 24 almost. Uh, that's going to be coming out in April, I believe, or towards the end of March. So I can definitely see them giving it to R-Truth, but I also think Bobby Lashley deserves this not because of the storyline he just had it's just I think it's his time I feel like it's his time Intercontinental Champion Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura I hope Braun loses and reason why I hope he goes in the Elimination Chamber and wins and he goes on to Wrestlemania face The Fiend Bray Wyatt so do I want Shinsuke to win no I like Braun right but I hope he does I hope he loses just to see The Fiend and Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders versus Seth Rollins and AOP. Again, another rumored match. Don't know if it's happening, but they're taking Samoa Joe out of this. I don't think Samoa Joe wants to go to Saudi Arabia, so I can I can understand why the match is happening. And there's supposed to be a Hulk Hogan appearance. Uh, it's a very well known fact. If you haven't paid attention to any WWE news that Saudi Arabia loves Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan will be there and uh, Hulk Hogan may be somewhere else next year and I'll explain that here in a couple minutes alright on to some news you may not have known but if now you're listening you do know that you do know this news I'm about to pass on to you as we all have probably read Matt Hardy sent out a tweet after his Uh, Attack Attacking After he got attacked By Randy Orton Simply just saying goodbye Um, But I have a storyline Like I said earlier I want to present And the storyline is What if Christian Who has been rumored To come back What if Christian Returned And Randy Orton Takes out Christian Okay So now he's taking out Edge He's taking out Matt Hardy He's taking out Christian Then Jeff Hardy comes back Who's rumored to come back Who's at the PC right now. Performance center. Uh, Brings out. Jeff comes back. Says you know what? I didn't come alone. Brings back Matt Hardy. Then says. Oh I'm not done yet. Brings back Christian. And then to get the pop of a lifetime. Brings out Edge. Now you have two of the best tag teams ever to have wrestled. You got Edge and Christian. And you got Matt and Jeff Hardy. And if only the Dudley boys were here. God, man, that would be a hell of a storyline, I think. Some may disagree because we don't want to see old people back. I don't necessarily want to see Christian back. But I like this story where Randy can recruit anybody. Like if the Revival didn't go to SmackDown and stayed on Raw, this would be perfect timing. But having Christian and Edge in that tag team and Matt and Jeff Hardy in that tag team standing on the stage... Locking eyes with Randy Orton the Viper, I think I would get goosebumps there. And I could see them possibly going a little bit further. You know, maybe going against Seth Rollins, AOP, and Murphy. I don't know. It's just something that I think a, a lot of WWE fans would want to see. Uh, during an interview with Stephanie McMahon, she was asked about several topics. One including the possibility of Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Ronda Rousey being part of the show, meaning WrestleMania. Now, obviously, I think everybody knows who listens to this show that I'm a big Rock fan. I want to see The Rock back for a special appearance. Not a match, special appearance. But there is a match rumored. Roman Reigns did, uh, rumoredly called out The Rock for a match at WrestleMania that he wants happening in Tampa Bay this year. Not the stage, I think. I think you want to wait. I think you want to wait next year. Why I say wait next year? Because next year, as I told you earlier, I was going to release where WWE is planning to hold WrestleMania next year. And they are going to hold it at the SoFi Stadium in Hollywood, California. Man, wouldn't you love to see Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Bring back all the stars For that Wrestlemania It's a beautiful stadium I saw an inside look on it WWE.com Beautiful stadium Brand new But I would love to see Or enjoy I would love I would enjoy to see The Rock versus His cousin Right Roman Reigns Do I think it's going to happen? I absolutely not But I would love to see The Rock show up at least either this year and next year. I want to see him show up every year because I'm a rock fan. News broke earlier this week. WrestleMania 37 will be where the lights shine bright, as I just said, in Hollywood, California. I think that's excellent. Uh, Perfect timing. New stadium, like I just said. Uh, Hollywood, biggest place by far where the lights shine bright. I mean, you can say New York City. Okay, big. All right. Uh, Dallas Stadium 101,000 people Okay um, But that's not LA That's not where all the stars are The stars are in LA The newest signee of WWE Performance Center Is none other Than the most electrifying woman In all of sports and entertainment Simone Johnson Yes, 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 yes It's The Rock's daughter The first fourth generation superstar To ever come into WWE It's gonna take her a while I see a little hesitance but look at Charlotte Flair Charlotte Flair was born to do this Simone Johnson I can see her taking a little while it's going to be a couple years I don't think she'll be the talker that her dad was but she'll have that guidance you know so I think she'll be good I would love to see a Charlotte and Simone fight at some point or match like I said it's going to take a little bit though so welcome Simone Johnson to the WWE family. Uh, I'm sure we're all glad to see that you're you're taking the steps to be a WWE superstar. Three more names have been rumored to be in this year's WWE Hall Hall of Fame. Those three names are Brie Bella. I don't even want to say the other Bella's name. And Jushin Thunder Liger, who performed at the NXT TakeOver in... I believe, um, where was it? Brooklyn, a couple years ago against um, Tyler Breeze, and who just actually retired in WGP or NJWP, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I got both of them acronyms wrong. New Japan NJPW, New Japan Pro Wrestling. A little slow there. I'm not familiar with that promotion. Okay, give me a break. Uh, as I said, elimination elimination chamber is Sunday, March 8th at the Wells Fargo Center, and the SmackDown participants are already listed for that match, and they are Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman versus Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus King Corbin and versus Robert Roode. Um, three good guys versus three bad guys. King Corbin, Robert Rood, Shinsuke, bad guys. Daniel, Roman, Str- Strowman, good guys. I get it. Again, I want to see Braun Strowman win this match going to WrestleMania and versus the fiend Bray Wyatt. Last but certainly not least, the Doctor of Thugonomics returns to SmackDown on February 28th in Boston, Massachusetts. Little side note no one knew. It's the hometown of John Cena. It is rumored that John Cena will take on Velveteen Dream. From NXT at this year's Wrestlemania in Tampa. I love the Velveteen dream. He is a great character. I think he has a lot of charisma. And I think he will do good on the main roster. Um... I want to see John Cena back. I kind of do. I want to see him back as Dr. Thugonomics like he did last year when he showed up against Elias. And broke Elias down verbally. And with a nephew. But... You know, also when, uh, there's a part of me that thinks that that John Cena should break Ric Flair's record. I mean, there's a lot of speculation behind that. Um, 17, right? I think's the number. 17-time world champion or WWE champion. Ric Flair is at 17. John Cena's at 16. I want to see him break it. I do. I th- John Cena, man. You, you mentioned that name and everybody knows who he is. Even if you're not a WWE fan. And I'm not saying Ric Flair isn't. Ric Flair, you mentioned that name, everybody knows who he is too. Um, but there'll they'll never be another one closer to that. Uh, maybe later on down the road, Roman Reigns. That's a pretty popular name. And it's an interesting fact too that I find it very weird that. Becky Lynch showed up at the press conference for the new, or for for Hollywood Wrestlemania 37. And Roman Reigns did. He showed up as well. But who wasn't there? Brock Lesnar, your WWE champion. Like, that's the kind of thing that I feel like, you don't need Brock Lesnar there, I get it. But, that's what Brock Lesnar brings to the table. That heel Mentality Where I don't have to show up I don't need to show up I don't have to show up I'm Brock freaking Lesnar But Me I'd say Alright well I want a champion that shows up And that's the big thing with Brock Lesnar That's why everybody don't like him Because he doesn't show up all the time So I mean I get it But Just an interesting fact Becky Lynch and Roman Reigns Were the only ones that show up there Along with Renee Young Stephanie McMahon I'm sure Triple H was there as well uh, to do the press conference at SoFi Stadium in Hollywood, California so yeah I mean Velveteen Dream and John Cena that could be a good match I'd like to see John Cena back at least for one more match um, should he officially retire? no, again I want to see him break, break players record Why does he? why do I think he deserves it? just John Cena. <laughs> That's all I have to say is John Cena. And, and if I would love someone to email me at wwmentality at gmail.com to debate with me. I want you to send me an email and explain to me why you think or may not think that John Cena deserves to beat Ric Flair's record. Um, I want to, th- I don't know, man. It's just, it's one of those things that, you look at a guy and say, "Oh, I think he deserves it," and then someone asks you why and you can't explain. He just does, okay? John Cena just does. It's like the Undertaker. Did the Undertaker deserve to get beaten by Brock Lesnar? No. Why? I don't know. Because <laughs> he doesn't. That's why. But anyway, that wraps up my show, guys. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. It's been another interesting show. Uh, I'm very proud to do this show. very thankful for, to be able to do this show. Uh, again, thank you, East Carolina Radio. If you're listening, thank you for allowing me to come in here and use your stuff. Um, it's a learning process, it's curve. you know with success comes change. I've always said that. And uh, change, is, change is good around these parts. Um, we're a small town here in Kidova Hills or Naxed or Kitty Hawk. That's our three little towns that are in Derrick County as well as Manio. Um. Not a lot of people come out of it Not a lot of popular people come out of it uh, Not a lot of famous people come out of it But um, Hard work beats talent that doesn't work hard And that has been a quote That I've kept in my mind since the 7th grade football Hard work beats talent that doesn't work hard And I, I refuse to and I, and I, I know I, I piss Justin off all the time calling him. But I refuse to have this, a passion of mine, that I love doing. I love talking WWE. I refuse to let it fail. And, you know, talking about Cena, never give up. I'll never give up on this, ever. And it's that type of passion that I think lacks in a lot of things. And I have passion for this. And you can tell when I'm talking about it. I'm not going to gloat about myself, but you can tell. But yeah, I'm not going to quit on this. And we're going to make this the best WWE-related podcast in all podcast land. I've said that from the start. So let's do it. Let's subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let's go to Facebook. Let's like and share all of our stuff. Get the word out there. Let's be a family on this. We are a WWE family. The biggest, the baddest, the fastest, the strongest. We're a family when it comes to this. Let's do it. Let's let's never quit. Let's never say die. Let's never give up. Let's do it. Again, I am your host, JR. It's been a fun round. I will see you here next week to talk more SmackDown, talk more Raw. And it will be, I believe, a couple days just before. No, it will be a week before Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia coming at you on Thursday February 27th but I'll talk to you guys later hope you enjoyed the show again email me email me at team or not team email me at WWE mentality at gmail.com for any and all questions if you want to debate something if you want to talk about something if you want me to bring something up in the show if you have a problem with something if you think I can do something better email me let me know but it's been fun I'm getting out of here I got to go home, cook some dinner, hamburgers, mac and cheese. And I get to see my my three little dudes. Love all y'all. Be safe. It's raining here on the Outer Banks. If Wherever you're listening, I hope it's sun shining and lollipops. <laughs> or something like that. Keep slamming. Stay wonderful. See you later.